high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the Full Court Press. Happy Monday. Welcome back from a long and boring weekend of sportsless life. Our second or third week without sports. Is our second or third? I've lost count. Uh, <laughs> me too. When did Rudy Gobert test positive? <laughs> I think it's our second full week. I think it's our second full, full week, weekend. right? Yes. So we're about sec two and a half weeks in. Yes. Yes. Audrey uh, Salveson here, Eric Franson there. It's 106 on FM, 1390 AM. The fans, the full court press. Thanks for joining us. However, and wherever you are doing so, hope you're having a wonderful day and have a safe and happy weekend. Uh, a lot to get, well, not a lot to get through, but we're going to get you through the week with some interviews and such. Uh, tonight at 5.05, Coach uh, Frank Male, the co-defensive coordinator next to Stacey Collins, will be joining us uh, over the phone. And then uh, tomorrow, the new women's basketball coach for Utah State will join us. Do you still know how to pronounce her last name? Is it, I think it's Ard. Is it Ard? I don't know how many other ways to pronounce I A-R-D. swear, if we're wrong and we're butchering this right now and they granted us an interview, I'm going to be pissed. I don't know how many other ways you could pronounce. Just a well, I mean, because like, is it aired? Just okay. without the I? There's no I. So I know, I but think it'd be Ard. But dude, like, look, look, names are weird. All right, <laughs> you don't you don't dance with names. Like, you understand that there could go one way or another. You're absolutely correct, AJ. Yeah. See, <laughs> I've been called Ahe because they're like, oh, the J sound. I'm like, no, you <laughs> dummy. I'm not Ahe. <laughs> I'm not, and that would only be because if I was Hispanic, then I'd be Ahe. Dude, I'm, I'm Ajay. Ah, I'm Ahe. This is my brother, Juan. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and then uh, Thursday, we'll have head boys, uh, or head Scabby boys basketball coach, Coach Hilliard, who will be joining us here. And a, a, sp- a storyline that's came across just recently this afternoon, Isaac Larson, who was of Logan, is moving to the Skyview Bobcat boundary and now becomes a Bobcat. What? And so the question is, is how good is their basketball team now after some talent that's leaving? Of course, in Mason Faltzel and Sam Phipps, how much does that help their basketball team having Isaac Larson, but especially their football team? So uh, that'll be a good, great interview. That's coming up on Thursday. Again, same time, 5.05. Uh, and then we'll be working on a couple. We're also going to replace some interviews. Um, I, I've actually been asked about if we're going to replace Stu Morrill. Uh, we're going to replay Con Smith is another one we're going to replay. Uh, Reed Andreessen is one I haven't heard yet and I need to hear. Right. We had him on a long time ago in the full court press to talk about Wayne Estes. It was around the, his anniversary of his passing and his monumental game in, at the uh, field house up at Utah State. And it was a really, really interesting interview. Uh, it was myself, Evan Nyman, John Newbold. So that's going back a ways. But uh, I discovered that clearing out some old stuff, and thought, you know what, we need to we need to replay that one because Reed Andreessen was the play-by-play announcer that night, and uh, had some fond memories of of uh, of Wayne Estes during his playing days, what he was like on and off the court. So we'll uh, replay that interview as well. Yeah, so what we're going to do, we're going to try and do, and in, in either starting today or starting tomorrow, we're going to replay one interview and then also have a live interview. So, again, today it's going to be Coach Frank Male. Uh, tomorrow it's going to be Coach Ard. Doesn't sound right, but okay, Coach Ard. Uh, the newly, well, tomorrow will be official of the newly minted women's 
basketball coach for Utah State University. We're still working on Wednesday. Thursday's going to be Coach Hilliard. And then we're working on Friday. We good? Oh, sorry. Tomorrow also. Actually, I'll move him. I have another guest that I had tomorrow. I'll move him to another day. Oh, is the the expert you've been talking to? Yeah. So-called expert. Uh, he's a historian of Cash Valley Sports, which is really cool, actually. Because I have some knowledge, but not a ton. He's obviously been around a long time. Oh, yes. Know. Yes, that interview. Oh, you're thinking of... Okay, you're thinking of... Okay, I got you. I got a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Didn't see that one coming. How what, who do you think I was thinking of? <laughs> maybe, maybe we're thinking of different people. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. You know better. Hey, Matt, I got to ask you, uh, as a non-Patriots fan like yourself, is it good to see the Patriots self-destruct as they are? I mean, Tom Brady's gone. Now Steven Koskowski, who's the all-time leading scorer in Patriots history. That's saying something, by the way. He's Who now says gone. they've self-destructed? Dude, you've lost two offensive linemen. You've lost one of your best linebackers. You've lost your leading all-time scorer. And by the way, you lost the guy who won you six Super Bowl championships. Is Bill Belichick still there? Yeah, but we're Is gonna... Robert Kraft still the owner? Great. So you have a guy who... Never mind. We're not going to get into that. Yo, okay. So my, my point is the, the leadership that has engineered success for the last 20 years is still there. So here's the thing then. Is it... And by the way, there is rumor that Julian Edelman is trying to get himself to Tampa Bay. Problem is, is he's not a free agent, so he'd have to be traded. And I don't think there's any way that Bill Belichick would be so kind of being like, you know what, let me get you to Tom Brady. Hold on, let's call Tampa Bay and see if we can get out of this, and we'll go from there. Now, San Francisco, I could see them trading with San Francisco. They have that relationship with them. You got breaking news over there? No, I just... It's the last week and a half, two weeks have just been very fluid. Things keep updating and changing. Yeah, Not, we, nothing really that's really pertinent that we should pass along here, but... Okay, fair enough. Well, although I will say this, I don't mean to... No, go ahead. By all ...diverge means. too much, but just uh, if you didn't hear... Um, an additional case uh, confirmed in Cache Valley today. Mm. Uh, so there's now four total cases in the Bear River Health District. So that's three in Cache, uh, one in Box Elder County. Um, it's still need to practice social distancing. We're, we're trying to be better about that here at work. Ajay, you're not even showing up until right before the show. Yeah, you're not showing up until about, I don't know, when the intro's running. <laughs> yeah, so one minute before. We're good. Um, we were actually setting some things up. Some employees uh, are going to start doing some things remotely from home. Uh, so we're going to see how that works as, uh, it may be need to be more, a practice more of with other employees for these, these stations. I was the guinea pig of this test. Let's, let's send RJ home <laughs> and then let's see how it goes. You know, it's going great. Let's go ahead and do it. The other essential that we need to send. Uh, by the way, really quickly, um, with that, please, 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 please practice social distancing. Yes. I'm sure you saw the video of the missionaries coming home from the airport. Oh, man. And the and, and, massive gathering that was out there. I know, it's so hard. I mean, believe me, I've I've been a missionary. I've had siblings this as missionaries. I've had friends as missionaries. And you want to go there, and you haven't seen them for a long time, and you're so excited to see them, and 
things were cut short for, for many of them, and there's uncertainty, and they just want a familiar face. But we really, we really have to do our part about this whole social distancing thing. It's It's real. Yeah, needless- and these next few weeks are going to be really critical to yeah. see how this all plays out over the next coming months. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. These next weeks will equal what happens in the months. That's how critical it is. That's a great point. So please just stay home. Like I understand it's it's a missionary or whatever it is. You're going to see them. They're not. I mean, they got to go home and quarantine anyways for 14 days. So you going out there and see them makes things worse. Stay home. Just stay. in fact, I've actually enjoyed it. I've caught up on a lot of TV shows I never even heard of, movies I never even thought I would ever watch. Now I'll admit, uh, my mom and dad ask me what I've been up to lately, and I'm like, ah, oh, don't worry, my prep doesn't start until a certain hour, and then I prep, or else I'm going to get bored to death. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been good to social distance, and uh, it's been interesting. But I I gotta admit, man, I can't wait for sports to come back. Oh. I really miss it. Like, and I'm not just saying that because we're a sports talk show, Eric. I'm saying that because I actually genuinely miss it. I miss coming up here and be like, hey, big jazz game tonight. Let's talk about it. What's going on? I miss talking about Aggie basketball. I'm bummed out about it. I miss baseball. I really actually miss baseball more so than ever. Um, so it's And then we got high school sports that got put on hold, and, and they're kind of waiting it out. In fact, I was talking to um, – Another baseball coach, and he was telling me the same thing. He just says, the toughest part is that we don't know. We have no idea. And and everything is, as the word has been so often used in the last three, two and a half, three weeks, is fluid. Everything is fluid. We just, is a day-by-day process. Right now, we're focused on, you know, getting these kids classes, online stuff, making sure they're, they're getting their academics taken care of. And then from there, it's just, when baseball comes back, it comes back, but we don't know if it... it it when it will or if it will at all. What a strange time, isn't it? I mean, oh, then there, I guess there's like aftershocks in Salt Lake, according to Tony Jones, who's a great weather yeah, reporter. Yeah, last night they had another 4.0 aftershock. Wait, really? Yeah. Which, you know, happens. That that happens. Tony's going to lose his mind, though. I, I, I don't know what Tony's going to do if he has to tweet out another aftershock happening, though. Guy's going to lose his mind. I'm just saying. Uh, Eric, how was your weekend? Oh, by the way, really quickly, roll call. Let's get roll call going. 435-339-0321. If you want to text into the show at 435-339-0321. Eric, how was your weekend? I never even asked. It was, uh, you know, Saturday got some honeydews done around the house. Honeydews, huh? Yeah, you know, it's things are warming up outside. You start to do more things outside, which was great. When do you start mowing your lawn? Uh, I don't know. It depends. Not yet. Mine's still thatched, and half of it's in shade, so it's just starting to thaw out still. So, oh, that's haven't got to that yet for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's always fun stuff. Uh, There's a few things I want to get through here, sports wise. Not again, it's it's a dead time, and usually there is a dead time in sports, but this one is lasting a lot longer because of, of course, the most obvious reason of them all. Hey, have you seen the Rams' new logo? Yeah, you know what? Initially, when I saw the hat that got released uh, prematurely, I thought, eh, I don't know if I like that. But when I see the full Rams head, I don't mind it. I know it's getting a lot of criticism right now from some people, but I don't mind it. The thing that does bother me a bit is that the 
the thing that's supposed to look like a ram looks like a C. So that's confusing. It looks like LAC, like the Chargers. But they're not the Chargers. They're the Rams. <laughs> so that's a little confusing unless they did that on purpose. Um, but I like the throwback colors. I mean, when I think of the LA Rams, I think of the classic yellow and royal blue. Yeah, man. I mean, when Merlin Olsen was there, those were the colors. Was it white helmet or was it the white horns or was it the yellow horns at the time? Uh, man, that's a good question. With, I'm trying to think De- about the colors. Because he was with Deacon, wasn't he? Because was, was it a blue helmet with yellow horns? No, was it a blue helmet with white horns? It started because so when he started, he had the white horns because he was with Deacon Jones. And then it became yellow later on. I don't know much, how much later on, though. Okay, uh, they had the, it was blue unis, yellow numbers. They had like the, the things on the shoulders. Yep. And then there was a yellow yeah, was horn, yellow horn on a, on a uh, yellow horns on a blue helmet. So it was yellow. But the other, uh, they had an alternate uni, which was white with blue stripes on the shoulders. It was a blue helmet with white horns. Huh. Yeah. And I always loved the blue and yellow. With the uh, gray face mask. That was the most intimidating stuff. Yeah, just looked it up. Hey. Seen a couple different pictures of it. So, I, I mean, I like the, the, the image. It's just, just a throwback to when they were in Los Angeles, when they had a lot of success back then. Um, so it's like reclaiming, yes, this is we are Los Angeles Rams. We're now, not the St. Louis Rams living in Los Angeles. We are the Los Angeles Rams. The rebranding effort coincides with the completion of SoFi Stadium, which, by the way, will take place of the same Mountain West versus Pac-12 bowl game, which will be the main one. So that would go to the Mountain West Conference Championship winner uh, in actually starting this year. By the way, that's where also Football Media Day will also be held at, is in L.A. at that new stadium. Oh, okay. That's right, because that's where the Mountain West champion will play. Yep, absolutely. Uh, this is according to Stam's, uh, Rams owner Stan Cranky. $5 billion project, which is probably scheduled to open for the 2020 season and will be home to the Rams and the L.A. Chargers, just as you mentioned. Uh, Some people say that this new logo looks a lot like a, a bolt. I don't think it looks like a bolt. No, it doesn't. But does it look like the Chargers logo overall? Wait, are we looking at the same logo? Like, here, I, oh, I, can't. I can't. Oh, here, look. look. Wow, look at that. You're like moving things around in here. Yeah, that's the, that's the new Rams logo. Okay, that's the one you're looking at then. Yes. Doesn't look like anything like a bolt. No, I, I agree. I don't think it does look like a bolt. But some people are saying, "Oh, it looks like a uh, bolt." No, it doesn't. Those people are blind. What the fetch are they looking? That's not even close. No. That actually looks pretty cool. I like but it. But it does kind of. It, it its color scheme is closer to the Chargers color scheme. Having a the the horn looks like a C. So when you have the L A and then it looks like just a horn, it looks like it's L A C for Chargers. It could be easily confused. To be the LA Chargers. It doesn't look like a bolt, but everything else about it could be confused for the LA Chargers. So if I'm the Chargers, I'm upset. But you guys are just like, you're trying to steal everything. Uh, you're, you're encroaching on our color scheme. Uh, the, the LAC looks like you're trying to steal or you know, confuse people uh, for us. But uh, the, the Chargers themselves, they need a rebrand. 
<laughs> and I mean, Philip Rivers is gone. There's nothing recognizable about that team, really. I mean, they lost their running back. They didn't have hardly any fan base in Los Angeles. They get to play in a really big, fancy new stadium, but there's not a heck of a whole lot more that's recognizable for the Chargers right now. So if anybody needed a rebrand going into that stadium... It was probably L- needed to be more of the Chargers, Chargers than the Rams. Dude, I remember because I went to Qualcomm Stadium last year when San Diego State was playing Utah State. And, of course, L.A., the Chargers have been out of the stadium by now. That place was junk. I mean, it was old junk. I mean, even the press box itself, it was just tiny. It was unreal. I've never – yeah. They they really do need to restart from the beginning. And – do they? They don't have. They a have court. plans to do that. The San Diego State does have plans to build a stadium. Oh, yeah. on campus. So that one is uh, off campus. Um, and uh, I don't know the latest projections on that. But so I, I think, think there may be like a soccer team that's going to be using it yes, as well. Exactly. And so the next time the Aggies go to San Diego State, that stadium will be done and ready to go. That's what I've been told. Mm, so they're already work. They'd have to be yeah. working yeah. on it now. Yep. yep. If yep. that's the case. That's that's what that's what I have been informed of. Uh nine three one five, by the way, texted in. Uh I love USU Radio Rodeo. I'm just kinda editing here. Uh you could have Dr. Rodeo coach for Utah State, aka Carl Smith, USU men's basketball trainer. Because right now rodeo people are hurting too and in sports. Great point. Yeah, that is a good point. It's uh, we 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 have focused on sports like baseball and uh, spring football, things like that, softball, soccer, but other events are affected and rodeo is definitely part of that those are events that are canceled they they can't go compete so yeah it's it's affecting a lot of people in lots of different walks of life hey really quickly how would you what old uniform needs to come back in the nfl if there is one classic uni in football that needed to come back in the nfl that you want you want to see brought back who would it be The creamsicle? Is that Tampa Bay? Dude, that's the one I was just thinking of. I'm just of. kidding. I, no, that's the one I want back. I do not want that back. What? Uh, that that thing was so ugly. Sweet. Oh, no way. That thing was beautiful. I love that one. That one or uh, the Rams already brought theirs back, so it's not that old anymore. Uh, the Patriots old one. The, the guy holding his musket? Yeah. No, or no, he had his he, his hat on. Yeah, and he was in the center. He's stands. in the gear, and he's in the center stance. Yeah. yeah, that one was sweet too. And actually, those uniforms were awesome. They can't do it anymore. They actually NFL's banned them. Why? Because you can't have a different logo. It's a different logo from the uh, one that they currently have now. If they have that, if they have their current logo on that uniform, they could do it, but they don't. So they're not allowed to wear it anymore. Weird. Huh. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, getting back to San Diego State. Oh, yes. Okay, so their new stadium, it'll be a 35,000-seat stadium. Oh. Not that big, which really surprises me. Yeah. I mean, they, they talk like they should be big time and be a Power 5 school. A 35,000-seat stadium not going to do that. But at the same time, they don't get that kind of attendance where they were before. Um, it's on a site... Um, Where sorry, it's going to be on 132 acres of land where SDCCU Stadium now sits. So is that formerly known as Qualcomm? Yeah, that'd be Qualcomm Stadium. 
and uh, have it ready by the start of the 2022 college football season. Yep, which be when Utah State goes back to San Diego State. Or like I said, next time that Utah State goes back to San Diego State, that stadium uh, will be done. That I'm telling you, like STCCU, I call it Qualcomm because that's how I've always known uh, it That's what life. it's mostly known. You know? That place was fun, though, man. There's a lot of history in that stadium. That's what was cool. Like John Elway's Super Bowl run when he helicoptered against the Packers. Uh, you had... Tom Brady versus the Chargers in 06 in the playoff run. A uh, couple other Super Bowls happened there, too. Was that, I think it was John Gruden in Tampa Bay beating up on the Oakland Raiders. No, yeah, I think it was. The Oakland Raiders in Qualcomm Stadium. Maybe. I got to remember. I'm not sure there's some details here. I got to keep digging on this. I don't know if that's entirely accurate. Because one, one report said it was going to be in Mission Valley, which is seven miles away from the traditional campus. Really? So Mission Valley's pretty expensive land over there. So I, ooh, that'd be hmm, that'd, that'd work. Thirty-five is it? GK, did you say thirty-five thousand? Thirty-five thousand seating capacity. Wow. And it'll be used as a soccer too, huh? So well, it has that's to be what they that, want. Would it be natural grass? Uh, okay, so this is from the San Diego Union Tribune. Just two I weeks trust ago. Trust them. The deal is not done yet. Oh, that'd apparently be, that'd be a problem. Um, yeah, so it'll be on 135 acres at its Mission Valley Stadium property, which is uh, the city of San Diego has to transfer to San Diego State. Um. Anyway, looks like it's uh, some things are not quite settled. Oh, that'd be a problem. So they're going to be in that big vacuous stadium for maybe a little while longer. That thing is so done. It is a piece of junk. Not even kidding. There's a lot of history in it, but it's still a piece of junk. They want to include like affordable housing as part of it, uh, kind of a river park. And so the city is coming up with more like, stipulations and things they want included in it. So San Diego State's having to try to figure out how to do that because there's city land and there's university land. Uh, those are always complicated when you're trying to get multiple government entities of various types to work together. Uh, but at the end, it says, despite the legal wrangling, SDSU believes it can close the transaction and construct a new stadium in time for the 2022 college football season. So that's still the goal. For, for not having a lot done, that's a pretty it's a pretty ambitious goal. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, uh, we will talk to USU Women's Basketball. Why? They have a new head coach. Who? We'll talk about that, where she comes from, and uh, we'll actually get you ready for that interview, which will be tomorrow at 5.05 here on the Full Court Press. Don't forget tonight, Frank Male, the kill with defensive coordinator of Utah State. Football will be here, or not be here, excuse me, will be joining us over the phone uh, at 5.05 tonight, Coach Hilliard on Thursday, and then we have another guest that we'll uh, reschedule for the Wednesday or th Friday, uh, depending on our schedule. And then, the Olympic Games, are they happening or are they not? They finally had an update today. It's not looking good, my friends. It's all in the Full Court Press. Eric France and LJ Salves at 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
The fan is inviting businesses, clubs, organizations, church groups, and event organizers to call in and tell us what you're doing in the light of COVID-19 restrictions and precautions. Call in at 435-774-1674 and leave a short message for us to air. Everyone wants to know what's going on. We'll share your message and help get the word out. Together we can help one another. The flat phone number again is 435-774-1674. From all of us at The Fan, thank you and stay safe. Here at The Fan, 106 NFM, 1390 AM, The Fans, The Full Court Press, 427 Your Time, Eric France and AJ Salveson. are on 106NFan.com, streaming availability. You can also find us on podcast at uh, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. Just type in the full court press. Eric saying my name. We'll have past interviews and past shows. A bundle for you. Uh, tonight I, at 5.05, by the way, just a reminder, Frank Miley, the co-defensive coordinator of Utah State, will join us. Hey, Ajay. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Cache County Sheriff's Office on their Facebook put this out earlier this afternoon. No, miss it. Apparently over the weekend, uh, there's been a group of high school students that have started a uh, – their own little social media campaign for students to gather together to play games. Oh. Deputies were made aware. They showed up. There was about 200 or more students. Kids, you got to take this serious. Social distancing is real. I get it. You don't get to see your friends at school. My kids are going stir crazy at home. I I get it. But, man, you got to take this seriously, folks. There, there's evidence. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to profess to be a doctor, but there's been some stories in Europe, and we're starting to see it in the United States, where younger people are being affected by this virus. Because there are earlier reports where this was only really affecting those 60 and older, but there's cases of kids getting this. So be vigilant. Don't go doing this. Yeah, that's a problem. I, I get it. I mean, you want to hang do. out with yeah. your friends. I you get it. People. You feel like you're healthy and you're in the group that's not going to be a problem. And, and hopefully that really is the case that it won't be a problem for your age. But, but you can be a carrier. Issue. Yeah, yeah let's you can not be a carrier. Issue. Let's be smart. Again, social distancing, please, please. But I know it's as tough as it sounds, but uh, it is possible and it can be done. And look, if if we want it to go away, if we want to eliminate this, we need to do our part. Right, you, you, you're... Bottom line is you're putting others at risk. You may not think that you're at risk, and maybe you, you really won't be at risk. But you can be a carrier. Uh, law enforcement shows up, or you take something home to your family, and then you'll visit grandma. You know those are those are real problems. I don't want to be an alarmist. Believe me, you've heard me on this show earlier the last you know two three weeks ago saying that maybe this was a little overblown, but um, just the things are it, it's real. And it's spreading, and you got to be careful. Listen to the experts, follow their advice, and the experts are saying, without question, social distancing makes a huge impact. Yeah. So please, please, please be safe. Uh, just be smart, stay safe, and make and, and follow the counsel of the experts, the government, the the leadership that we have. Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox has been absolutely uh, on top of it from the get go, and trying to make sure that we are doing our part and. Uh, you know, the missionary gathering that happened the other day, I, he, I, to say that Lieutenant Governor Cox was livid is, is an understatement. Um, you know, it's just, we got to do our we got to do our part if we want this to go away. One more thing about schools. Okay. News just coming down just this afternoon within the last 10 minutes. Uh, Governor Herbert, along with the state superintendent. Uh-oh, this can't be good. 
They've announced today, along with the Commissioner of Technical Education, they've all come together to say Utah's schools, public schools from kindergarten to 12th grade, are going to extend their dismissal, their soft closure, through at least Friday, May 1st. They're saying at least. We never. Those are two key words right there. That includes Utah's technical colleges. So Bridgeline Technical College as well. Oh, boy. So it was initially just through March 30th. Now it's been extended through May 1st. A whole entire month, man. Adding an extra month to it. So when I first saw that, your and I reaction was, that's it for spring sports. Yeah, that, that completely wipes it out because state tournament starts in the second week of May. Um, that's not happening now. That's no, because you're, you're not going to be able to resume region play. You know, you brought up a great question to Coach Hanson. I loved it. You asked, you know, what if kids have the opportunity to come back? And play, I don't see. I mean, it's with eighteen. If if we're allowed to move on within the LDS, you know, churches, you know, thing of, of sending out missionaries, a lot of eighteen year olds are going to want to go on their mission if they're ready to go. And so I just don't see that. I mean, it was a great question. It was a great thought. But then as the more I thought about it, I went home and I thought about it and I re-listened to the interview. I was like, no, man, like they're going to want to go move on with their life. Some got college. Some are going to move on. And get ready for other stuff. Let's be honest, Ajay. If you got to relive your senior year, would you go back and do it again? Oh heck, no! I was done. <laughs> I was ready to move yeah, on. I was done. I was done with. I with mean, high now, school. Grant, I loved high school. High school was a blast, but like, I was just, I was done with. Well, it well all. how do you do like learning ed- education wise? I mean, yeah. you have to. They have to come up with a whole new set of curriculum yeah. that would be challenging. Uh, I guess concurrent enrollment; those are options. But yeah, I just don't. The high school level, I just don't see it. Yeah. With the university setting, I it makes more sense because there's a lot more courses available. You can advance your career, your uh, your education at a different degree level. But yeah, high school, I just I don't I don't see how you can do it. Hey, does the school closure? Do you think that Utah State will follow that same protocol and say, you know what, we are done through May first, or have they? Is oh, they part- have. Okay, that is part of it then. Huh? Yeah. The university did just announce today that uh, graduation has been moved to late August. So also, they, they will do a graduation. graduation. They will do a commencement. It's just been moved until late August. So, like, there's a commencement, and then two weeks later, kids are back in school. Three weeks later. Yeah. Well, I mean, Four which is – there. so there's different – you have your normal, uh, I guess they call it winter semester that concludes, uh, and then there's, like, a summer section – and so that basically the the commencement's going to ha- happen at the conclusion of that summer section. Yeah. Huh. Wow. So and then the question is if football players are not allowed to gather back onto the field during the spring, they can't rejoin until like July or August. I mean, that's going to be tough. You're going to have about maybe Eric, maybe 5 weeks to prep for your season opener against Washington State on a Thursday night. On national television too, that is tough. And so, and so, how they handle that? And again, we'll have Frank Miley, the co-defensive coordinator, joining us here at five hundred five on the Full Court Press uh, live. But it it will be interesting to hear his take on if they do eliminate spring football as a whole, which it sounds like they have. Then, come June or July, I guess it'd be July. Slash August, you do not have that much time to prep till you get yourselves ready and then get ready for a nationally televised football game versus a pretty good Power Five Pac-12 football team. Yeah, the thing is though, this this affects everyone equally. Yeah, that's a good point. 
So you you'd think, although there may be cases where some states it's not as bad as others, and they may be able to resume public activities with the maybe not the full blown everybody can come to, to the the scrimmage, but the the team can start to practice. Um, so th- it may be different in some areas in some states for some schools in the Mountain West than others. It's a possibility, but uh, it's it's crazy. And speaking of practices, speaking of team availability, finally the pressure uh, and the reality has hit the International Olympic Committee and the organizers in Japan that the Summer Olympics they they can't, just can't happen this yeah. summer. Countries have actually pulled out, Canada being one of them, and as a couple more pulled out, they said, you know what, forget it, it's not worth it. A day after the International Olympic Committee said it would take four weeks to review the effects of the coronavirus pan- uh, pandemic on this summer's Tokyo Olympics, including possibly postponing the Games, the longtime IOC member Dick Pound. On Monday, Sorry, what did you say his name was? Dick Pound. Okay. I just want to make sure I heard you right. <laughs> I'm, dude, his name was trending on Twitter at one point, and it wasn't because he had canceled or postponed the Olympic Games, I'll tell you that. Why not? <laughs> Stop That's it. a pretty big announcement. Stop it. Stop it. He's out of the quote, on the basis of in the information the IOC has postponed has been decided. The per- uh, parameters going forward have not been determined, but the Games are not going to start on July 24th. That much I know. Now, the IOC has responded to Pound's comments saying in the statement, Quote, it's the, right, it's the right of every IOC member to interpret the decision of the IOCEB, which was announced yesterday. Now, uh, Mr. Pound's remarks come just after we said, you know, a number of countries had, had bowed out. Canada, Australia, Norway, Portugal, and Germany all said we want to see the games postponed. Uh, and then finally on Sunday, the Olympics said, you know what? We, we, we're in, our backs are against the wall here. We have to do it. The question is, they say they postpone it. But we're now in the situation of when do you postpone it till? Well, the, 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 from what I understand, you've, if you've got the story up, yeah. from what I understand, it's uh, they'll postpone it at one year. Oh, yeah. And so they'll right. resume one it year. again in 2021. Okay. And then they just play three years later after that, then. Yeah. Which honestly is it's not, not that, that big, of a deal. big of a deal. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, it's not like you play every year. And it's not like you know, the, the other host country for the 2024 Olympics. Is going to be affected because they're still doing their infrastructure. They're still building things out, preparing years in advance. So if it's in 2021, it's not going to affect what happens the next time. Now, Canada's announcement, by the way, followed, uh, again, public calls by USA Swimming Team, the track and field and global athlete, a worldwide group representing Olympic hopefuls. But then also, <laughs> along with that, uh, Brazil, Slovenia, and then the U.S. Anti-Drug Doping Agency also believes the Games uh, should have uh, should be postponed uh, until 2021. And then in that regard, Dick Pound decides to come out and say, yep, you know what, let's do it. And again, it's the right decision to make. It's There's three-year wait in between that. And and really, it, it takes the pressure off the NBA athletes to have to worry like, oh, I want to go play in the Olympics. They don't need to worry about that anymore. All they need to worry about is just getting finishing out their NBA season and then next year, hopefully things, but hopefully things have calmed down by then, and they'll be able to get back into action. Yeah, uh, yeah, we sure hope so. Um, interesting with uh, with with Tokyo, with Japan, there were they were trying to hold out as long as they could, and 
it's kind of been affecting some other things as other sports in Japan. The interesting story on ESPN about this, uh, what they call their, their B League. It's their basketball league. And it has a number of different former NBA players that are there. Not not too many, but there are a couple. And they were wanting to continue their games without fans, but they wanted to continue things going. So after they took a break, they shorted it up again, but it was desc- described as a uh, chaotic weekend by the Jap- uh, Japan Times. Oh, man. And uh, Jeff Ayers, who spent time in the NBA but has been playing over there, says that uh, they weren't doing testing. Um, they were pressuring players to play in games because of pressure from sponsors. Um, you know, the team was being dismissive. Um, and uh, it, it was just like really getting complicated there. Some players uh, had bad situations in their home countries and they couldn't travel home to. Um, anyway, it's a, it's kind of a complicated issue with Japan trying to restart a league after having it, uh, having a break. Um, but most of that was because of this pressure to still illustrate like, no, Japan is okay to still do sports and we can still do the Olympics. But now that the Olympics have been postponed, I wonder if that'll cause everybody else to take a, you know, hit, hit the pause button to make sure everything is done properly but you know in china they're, they're they haven't had any new cases and things are really subsiding there so in, in china they are they remain on track to restart their basketball league coming up on uh, april 15th a lot of former nba players have started to return to china to practice with their teams to get ready for the rest of their season but china was i mean China was in in regard ahead of us in that regard of of the first to suffer, the first to fail it, the first to go through it, and now we're slowly catching up. I I would imagine you won't see NBA basketball until June, somewhere in June. I mean, it could be June first, it could be June fifteenth. You would see NBA basketball no earlier than June, is my guess. <sighs> Uh, maybe, maybe late May, but I don't know. That's yeah. And see that that's being, and that's best case scenario is late May to me. That is best case scenario. Early on in this, we thought NBA might be able to resume in April. Yeah. I mean, that was Adam Silver saying, we're going to take 30 days and we'll, we'll come back. And that would have put it early April, April, early yep. to mid April. Yeah. We're looking at about three, now. Three it's weeks. probably not likely that it's going to be until the end of April and maybe even the end of May because we're still seeing NBA players, NBA personnel are being tested positive. So until we go a while without any more positive tests, then I don't know how the NBA can resume. Yeah, it's These tough. guys are flying it's, all over the place. They're yeah. interacting with people. Yeah, you can do your best to try to limit game. their contact and slow it down, but it'd be hard. Yeah, it's too much to ask. It really is. It's too much to ask. Let's go ahead and take a break. Coming back, we'll announce and we'll talk about the new USU women's basketball coach, uh, where she comes from, her resume, and uh, her coming to Utah State as the head basketball coach of the women's squad. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Audrey Salveson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I'm Ryan Radke for NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Patriots and Robert Kraft said their goodbyes to Tom Brady after 20 years with New England. Kraft taking out a full-page ad in the Tampa Bay Times on Sunday saying, quote, there will never be another Tom Brady. 
to the Buccaneers fans and Tampa Bay community. Take care of him. You got a great one, end quote. New England says goodbye to Brady and hello to Brian Hoyer. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport is reporting the Pats are bringing in Hoyer on a one-year deal. He'll join quarterbacks Jared Stidham and Cody Kessler on New England's roster. Meanwhile, new Philadelphia quarterback Darius Slay says he'll wear number 24 next season for the Eagles. Slay telling his Instagram followers the 24 is to honor Philadelphia's own Kobe Bryant. Slay wore 30 his rookie year and the number 23 since then. For all the latest news from around the league, check out NFL.com. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and LJ Salveson, Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. 505, Coach uh, Frank Miley, who, by the way, just followed me back on Twitter. Coach Miley, I'm going to actually personally thank him on our phone call. It is... I that is one I've worked hard for. Because we all know you can make AJ's year if you follow him <laughs> on Twitter. I'm just trying to get to my thousand to catch up to you, Eric. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, Chad just he gets t- left off of the <laughs> Aggie bracket, and he he doesn't get followed by people he wants to follow. Him. I'm just asking for one small favor. Hey, uh, Chad, you state Chad underscore. Sorry, you state under uh, <laughs> you state underscore Chad. Just. Uh, Shared with us uh, a tweet that we'll get to in the second hour. Here. We only got about 60 seconds left. He said, I compiled an average of NCAA percentile ranking for football and basketball the past two years for G5 schools. He has a top 10 list of those schools. We will let you know where Utah State stands and where and who is just above them. It would surprise you who they actually lead and who they trail. I think this is an interesting grouping. Honestly, for me, it doesn't really surprise me based on what we know from college football and college basketball the last few years. But the percentage differences are a little interesting. Yeah, I and, and I don't understand. I don't understand how to compile this stuff like like Chad does. But this is really really good. And so we'll get that to uh, we'll get to that in the second hour. I know we've already teased it about 437 times, but we will get to uh, the new Utah State women's basketball coach, who, by the way, will join us tomorrow. Uh, we have Frank Motley joining us up here next on the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fans. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. We're through two weekends without live sports, and it's been interesting to see how the networks have filled the time. If you like watching classic sports, you probably have really enjoyed the offerings. Without the tournament, CBS treated viewers to a replay of the 1992 Duke-Kentucky Elite Eight game. It's amazing, all the old feelings came back. People were raging on Twitter. Why didn't Kentucky put a defender on Grant Hill for the inbounds pass? If you hate Duke, seeing Leitner hit that turnaround jumper still hurts. I've seen some amazing college basketball games, but I think that one tops every one that I've ever seen. Sports is such a big part of our collective memory. Moments like the Leitner shot are just one of many. This weekend, people watched more college hoop games, old Super Bowls, all kinds of videos on YouTube. It's not the same as live sports, but it's the best we have for right now. And I'm hopeful that will start creating some more memories soon enough. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.